Well, that's a little bit more relaxing, isn't it? You're on the Beaver post-game call-in show. T.J. Matthewson here with you in our 1240 KEJO Albany Studios. Dale Hummel helping me out on the phone lines for the Beaver post-game call-in show here on 1240 Joe Radio. We want to hear your thoughts. The Beavers take down the Idaho Vandals 42-0. to Biggest win of the Jonathan Smith era. So we want to hear your thoughts on the University Honda text line or the Downward Dog phone line, 541-497-5356. Again, the call-in number is 541-497-5356. Want to hear your thoughts? Uh, we'll run until about 5.30 today. Uh, some more programming here on 1240 Joe Radio. Later on tonight, the Corvallis Confrontation CHS and Crescent Valley from Crescent Valley High School at 7 o'clock will be on the air. 6.30 pregame with John Warren in here in studio. I will be out at Crescent Valley High School and we'll bring to you that presentation of Corvallis High School football here on 1240 Joe Rain. It's going to be good. The first time for the Corvallis confrontation in two years since 2019. They were not able to play last year. It's going to be fun watching that matchup. There is some thunder slated for later, so we're going to hope that game can finish up before the thunder rolls into the Corvallis area. I know we had some some steep um, we had some steep weather earlier, but managed to get through the rain. The sun is out now, partially partially cloudy. Uh, I can't really see outside sitting in the studio, but it is nice right now. But anyways. I want to hear your thoughts on this game. University Honda text line, downward dog phone line, 541-497-5356. Let us know about your experience today. How was it? How was the day game? How was the crowd? Uh, trying to keep track of the crowd. It looked like just about like the crowd last week, maybe a touch lighter, which I guess you could say makes sense. There is no official attendance listed yet. Um, but if you were there, I'd love to know what you thought the attendance was. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how much that boosts up once we get full students back on campus. Uh, Moving day, I believe, is tomorrow. Uh, and then school starts on Wednesday, if I have my academic, academic calendar right. Uh, from what I heard on the network pregame show, that's what it should be. Comfortable win for the Beavs. 42-0, biggest win of the Jonathan Smith era. Uh the Beavers have scored in the last two wins against Idaho combined 80-0. to zero. That win coming in 2006 when Jonathan was quarterback coach at Idaho. That last win from the Beavers, 38-0. And then the 42-0 win today. Chance Nolan did everything right. He made all the right decisions today. 14 of 19, not too much asked of him. 175 yards, three touchdowns, a quarterback passer rating of 203.2 keeps up his efficiency. I had a little nugget on the pregame show of just how he stacks up nationally. I believe he was ranked 24th entering today in the country in terms of his passing efficiency up around 170. It will surely go up after today that 14 of 19, 175, three touchdowns and no interceptions. Sam Vidlack, Sam Neuer both came in after him as well in mop-up duty. Uh, and the two combined to complete three passes for 15 yards. Balanced rushing day for the Beavs as well. 39 carries, 248 yards at six and a half yards a carry. Three touchdowns, including two more for B.J. Baylor. He's now up to seven touchdowns through three games. Uh, he finished with as the leading rusher, 11 carries for 70 yards, well, 69 yards to be exact. 
and two touchdowns. Deshaun Fenwick had the other touchdown, seven carries, 59 yards, and a touchdown. Trey Lowe got nine carries as well, so the carries were split pretty split pretty evenly amongst the three backs. Nine carries, 68 yards. No touchdowns for Trey Lowe. 11 different Oregon State receivers caught a pass. Luke Musgrave led the crew three catches, 40 yards, uh, with a long of 20 on three targets. Touchdown today, Tegan got a touchdown. He got three catches as well for 14 yards and that touchdown. The tight ends made more of an emphasis today with Tegan and Luke each leading or shared the lead uh, in receptions, three apiece for the Beavs. Uh, otherwise, 11 different receivers. They really spread it around. It looks like we have our first caller into the show that will queue up here in a second. Uh, Dale Hummel in here helping me out with the phone lines. Always appreciate the help here on the Beaver postgame call-in show here on 1240 Joe Radio. We have Scott on the line. Let's go to Scott. Scott, how are you doing? Uh, and what did you think of the game today? Hey, doing pretty good. Not a lot to say, but I mean, it was great to actually you know, roll an opponent you're supposed to roll for one. It just doesn't seem like that ever happens anymore. So we'll probably get stalked by USC next week. Hopefully not. But hey, it's good to see something good. So, yeah, thinking about that USC game next week, I mean, you'd probably you'd feel like you'd have the probably most confidence that you possibly could, though, heading into that game after today, though, right? Oh, maybe, but the problem is USC just got that giant Sultan weight lifted off of their shoulders, so they're probably going to be tougher. What, so would you you would you put the Beavers above the Cougars right now? You would you think that they would give USC a better fight despite it being at the Coliseum? Uh, I have no idea. All I know is probably Beavers and Cougars probably in about the same place. Mercy I've seen lately. But, I mean, they beat us last year, so can't say oh, we're better than Washington State. Granted, I mean everybody's been struggling a little bit. That is. You true. have to remember it's Idaho, you know. Yeah. No disrespect to Idaho, but I mean, you know. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I had. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, of course. Thanks, Scott. I appreciate you calling in. Um, so yeah, it I think there's at least a little bit of optimism here for USC next week, especially uh Cougars allowed, I think, thirty eight unanswered points. I didn't see the final score. We'll run through some final scores here later on in the show. Yes, the texture that just texted in, biggest win in the Jonathan Smith era in terms of points. Correct. I did leave out that part uh, on accident. It is the biggest margin of victory in the Jonathan Smith era, 42 points. Wouldn't say the biggest win over Idaho. Correct, correct. But in terms of that measuring from Washington State to Oregon State, I mean, Washington State is just a total mess. And you would think, you know, if you were going to look at that matchup with USC, it might be at least a little different because the two programs are kind of headed in different trajectories. At least Oregon state has that quarterback. It seems in place with chance Nolan, who's given you every reason to believe that he is the guy to run with this season. Meanwhile, I think Washington state was running out a walk on quarterback uh, late in that game. I wasn't able to watch it, obviously trying to pay attention to the beeves so I can bring you this post game show, but we'll see. It's going to be something uh, we're going to look into as the week goes on and as the team travels down to Los Angeles and their first conference game of the year next uh, next Saturday, 7.30 kickoff at the Coliseum in L.A. Haven't won there since 1960. Man, that's a while, me thinking about that. Let's take our first break here on the Beaver post-game call-in show. Again, I want to hear your thoughts 
on the University of Honda text line, Downward Dog phone line, 541-497-5356. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back here on the Beaver Postgame Call-In Show on 1240 Joe Radio. Welcome back to the Beaver postgame call-in show here on 1240 Joe Radio. TJ Matthewson back here in studio. Be sure to have your thoughts heard or said or seen or however you choose to communicate. The University Honda text line, the Downward Dog phone line, 541-497-5356. We have a caller. It's Dave in Tumwater on the line. Dave, how are you doing? Good. Uh, Actually, just a little bit north of Salem. Uh, traffic has slowed down, so I thought I'd give a call, though I'm not driving. I want to quickly point out. So, TJ, I'm glad you made mention of the fact that tomorrow's move-in day because I was puzzled leaving town, going uh, east on Route 34, because for the first time that I ever recall, I was leaving town on a game day, and the traffic was heavier going into town because of move-in day than it was leaving town. That, that, was a, that was a little disorienting. So thanks for uh, clarifying that. I'd say there were probably 10, 12,000, 15,000 tops. I thought the student turnout was pretty good under the circumstances. Um, quite honestly, I was a little surprised. There was that much uh, uh, open space in the uh, tailgate lots, uh, uh, vast uh, empty spots. Uh, that that's a little disconcerting, but uh, hopefully with uh, a few more wins down the road, uh, that'll pick up maybe by the Husky game, at least. But as I said after the first game, when I called in, I thought we had found a quarterback uh, with Chance Nolan. Uh, that's becoming increasingly clear. I mean, you could even see in the little time uh, that the, uh, that, uh, lawyer was in, you could, you could just see there's just, uh, better release, better accuracy. So, uh, uh, pulling off a big win, uh, in, uh, Pullman, I was a little worried when I saw the score early that, uh, the Cougars, uh, were ahead. I wouldn't like Oregon state's chances, uh, if somehow the, or, uh, or Washington state had won that game. So like Jim Wilson said in his wrap-up show, and Jim's, um, as I say, as I said many times during the Joe Beaver show, Jim's the, uh, he's the EF. Kind of quiet, but he makes an important point. We're, we have a chance of sneaking up on SC. Uh, it's not a classic trap game. Uh, it, would, it would require knowing who SC plays the week after Oregon State. I don't know that. Maybe you could, I mean, it would be gold if it was Oregon the week after we play them. Um, but again, you, you can check that out on the schedule. But, uh, uh, but a big win for them in Pullman. Us going down with a house in order, a quarterback was kind of having a sneaky good season. Uh, we, we might have a chance of pulling off an upset. We hope so. I would just hope to live long enough now in my 73rd year to witness an Oregon State victory while I was a fan of theirs at the Coliseum. It's the last epic threshold of, uh, of uh, mediocrity and ineptitude in the history of the program. I hope we can get that behind us finally. But we, we're set up. We set ourselves up well. Uh, we got a chance, like Mike said. 
So let's just hope we can pull it out. Dave, how many people do you think were at the Oregon State game today? They didn't list the attendance, and I was I, I, I was trying to track on Pac-12 Network, but I couldn't really. You said the student turnout was good, which I would imagine. I feel like there's quite a few students back, but it looked like everywhere else it was pretty lacking. Yeah, it, it was it was a disappointingly uh, small crowd. I mean, the, the, the weather forecast wasn't optimum with the rain. The opponent wasn't optimum. I'm not making excuses. That's not really how I uh, 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 call. That's not my mode when I'm when I'm calling in. I'd say twelve twelve thousand five hundred to fifteen thousand. About that. I mean, there were vast stretches of the old. Uh, whole sections uh, where there was no one sitting there. But here's the thing, and and uh, and I don't want to I don't want to go negative on this, but um, they didn't even once you went through the COVID check-in line, they didn't even scan your ticket. So uh, so who knows what what uh, I mean? Any any attendance count you're going to get is probably pre, uh, uh, pure guesswork. They just looked. Uh, they just looked at the uh, ticket on one of those so, uh, Neanderthals that still likes having a paper ticket. So they didn't even scan that. We just walked through. So um, uh, I'm going to say 12,000, 15,000 tops. Yeah, I, I think that might have to do with, I think they are a little understaffed. And that was a problem last week as well. Um, and Doug Blair well, the was line, on our tailgate the, show too. He, yeah, he, the he line, was saying the his line, family just walked the lines right in. The were horrendous, TJ. I, my seats, our seats are on the new side. Uh, the check-in line went all the way back. It seemed to the bookstore, uh, both of them. And so I, we just decided let's go to the old side, which we knew by definition is there's going to be fewer people over there. And so we went through that line, got through we were about five minutes late in terms of game time. We walked over to the new side with our tickets, but yeah, it, it, those that, that entry line for the COVID check was just simply enormous. I've never seen anything like it at any venue, musical, entertainment, athletic. Uh, it was it was pretty pretty deep. They've got to get that fixed by the UW game, I should think. Yeah, I feel like they should have some way to like enter it with your ticket. I feel like that would be a little easier, but. I don't know how that all that stuff works. So, um, yeah, I guess we'll have to see then. Um, but yeah, uh, Dave, unless you have any other thoughts, uh, we have another caller to get to. No, that's it. Thanks for taking it, TJ. Have yeah, a nice long call-in show today. Al. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. Hey, I got high school football at seven o'clock, so we'll we'll go as long as we can. Thanks, Dave. Okay. Yep. All right. Next up, we have Ty. Ty, thanks for calling into the Beaver post game call in show. What did you think of today? Very impressed. Because um, that time, I think Idaho could move in and they actually had some pretty good players. And then, you know, the one little mess up. And... They gave them. So I was pretty, pretty impressed with it. The offense really sparked today. Ty, are you still there? You're breaking up a little bit. Okay, can you hear me now? Uh, a little bit better. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh. All right, we're going to have to drop Ty. Ty, if you're listening, please call back because uh, the connection we had there right now, uh, if we had a better, you call back and we have a better connection, 
Uh, I'll let you continue your thought. That was great. Thank you for calling in, though. We have Tyler on now. Tyler, well, uh, you said it on the pregame uh, with uh, Phil Steele report, now postgame. That was a pretty comfortable win for the Beavs. Yeah, it's about 24 points off. He got the 42 right, but we didn't have the zero. Well, who, who's going to complain about the zero? I mean, that's from especially what you no, saw I, against Hawaii, I, I, what you saw against Hawaii not, last week, and the the defense struggling to get off the field. Today was a welcome change. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a fairly workmanlike effort, which is kind of nice because let's see, I've been going to these games for a while, and let's see, for the last few years, I can remember like the Beavers like struggling to put these teams away. That being said, I do have a couple of thoughts. I would like to see them clean up some of the critical penalties a little, like that face mask on his third down sack that kept an Idaho drive alive. And the one thing that really concerns me still so far, now they did do a better job of this in the second half, is containing the quarterback, especially if it's a mobile QB, because it seems like they have a tendency to get out get out especially on third down and pick up more yardage than they should what do you think about that yeah i mean that's that's going to be a struggle the best that's what the best quarterbacks do nowadays so uh i didn't get a look uh so keaton slovis is out we know keaton slovis is a pocket passer but he left the game uh on the palouse and they put jackson dart in for usc and that's who i would imagine the Beavs get to play next week down in the Coliseum. I don't know if you've seen anything else. I haven't been on Twitter in the last about 20 minutes. Um, so I can tell you I've been driving home uh, home from Corvallis for the last hour. So. Yeah, okay. How's the traffic? Uh, well, let's see. Fortunately for me, I go in the opposite direction of most of the traffic. I'm headed for Springfield, not Portland. So I just go down 99 and I uh, avoid all the congestion. Oh, that's smart. I mean, I was going to say, I know there's a duck game going on right now, which I believe I just got a text message from my friend down there um, and said they're in a delay right now, probably with lightning in the area. So I haven't seen any lightning, but let's see a couple of thoughts that the uh, other callers were saying. First off, let's see, let's not get too over our skis about the attendance. It's Idaho. The opponent does matter as far as drawing somebody out out, especially when the weather's also not supposed to be the greatest. And also, I've seen this number uh, for the Beavers quite a few times, and it always ends up the same way. It's like, this team looks like it's vulnerable, it looks like it's struggling, and then they decide to have a get-well game against us. I'm kind of tired of seeing that. I would like to see us actually take advantage for once. I kind of feel like Everybody kind of uses us as their get well tool, you know. Are you are you directly referencing USC? Well, not just not USC in general, but this is this narrative has been going on for maybe like the last decade or so, and it always feels like whenever it feels like a team is vulnerable, Oregon State Oregon State goes in there feeling confident, and they end up getting getting sent to the woodshed. Well, so I am a little bit cautious about thinking that way. That's a good point. Um, if Nolan keeps playing like this, I, I, I don't think that'll be the case, especially in this Pac-12 yeah. North. I, I do believe, like, they, well, they, they won the two games I expected them to. I kind of expect them to be, like, 
either like either dogs for the rest of this season. Let's see, based on what I've seen so far, not big dogs, mind you, but the way the schedule set up, they miss Arizona. All of their let's see, more winnable games seem to be on the road. Let's see, I'm not counting USC as one of those, by the way. Although I do think they have a shot at it, but the home schedule. Well, I mean, Washington is starting to get things together, but the home schedule is kind of brutal because you've got most of the top teams in the league coming in here, so you have to take that into account as well. I'm not saying they can't do it, but I'm saying the schedule does not do them any favors, especially since Arizona is on it. Yeah, Arizona, if they lose today, they'll probably go 0-12. Uh, I kind of expect them to go 1-11. Yeah, I, are are you banking on them winning today? Uh, let's see. I, I mean, let's see. You kind of have to bank on a Pac-12 team being a being a big sky team, right? Even though let's see, that's already bitten one team this year. But the odds of that happening shouldn't be that great. Yeah, you would hope not. And yeah, I know Jed Fish is in his first year. Uh, I, I would say losing to Northern Arizona would probably not be very pretty uh on his starting resume uh any last thoughts tyler yeah yeah well not necessarily beaver related but i would say as far as the rest of the pack though the interesting games are all tonight i'm kind of curious to see what utah arizona state and ucla look like against teams that aren't exactly chopped liver yeah uh yeah my 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 alma mater playing at BYU tonight at 7.15. I guess, again, we will be carrying high school football during that time, so I will not get to watch. But that will actually be one of the best games in all college football tonight. At top 25 matchup in Provo. That'll be good. And then seeing Stanford on the road, too. Uh, although they're playing Vanderbilt, so I'm not sure how much stake. That is a game they should win. Yeah, I would think so. Since <laughs> Vanderbilt lost to East Tennessee State. Which you would think if you swap them, I mean, they're both in the state of Tennessee, but maybe Vanderbilt could wear East Tennessee State. Tyler, we got to take a break. I appreciate you calling in. Yep. Thanks, sir. We'll talk to you next week. All right, we're going to take a break here on the Beaver Post Game Call-In Show again. We want to hear your thoughts on the University Honda text line, the Downward Dog phone line, 541-497-5356. Got about 20 more minutes of this Post Game Call-In Show left. Have your thoughts heard here on 1240 Joe Radio. Back on the Beaver post-game call-in show here on 1240 Joe Radio. TJ Matthewson here in studio with you. Dale Hummel helping me out on the phone line. Make your thoughts heard. Beavers beat the Idaho Vandals 42-0. Biggest margin of victory in the Jonathan Smith era. University Honda text line, downward dog phone line, 541-497-5356. Ty called back. He's on the line. Ty, thanks for calling back. You were breaking up earlier but would still love to hear your thoughts. Okay, can you hear me now better? Yes, sir, you're good. Okay, good. Anyway, uh, yeah, I was there today. I was pretty impressed. And, you know, I know it may not show, but I thought Idaho themselves had some pretty good players, pretty good plays, but, you know, on their side, the one mistake, Oregon State gets the ball back, and the offense just came to life today, and it really showed that, you know, Chance Nolan, the whole team run game was just clicking, so that was really impressive to see. 
far as the crowd, I'm thinking it was about the same size as what I saw last weekend. I think it was probably about that 20,000 range. Um, pretty good turnout. So hopefully in the next coming weeks, though, the, with conference play, a lot more showed up. Yeah, I mean, you you want you you could blame the kickoff times at twelve thirty and then at eight, but realistically speaking, you're Oregon State. You're not going to get that four thirty kickoff like the prime that prime time slot. So you're going to have to make it work with either the late kickoff or the early noon kickoff on Pac twelve Network. So you you have to do what you can. I mean, it, it was okay. Again, there was like uh, we heard. Um, did you have problems with the lines today? Nope, we uh, we got there pretty early. I always like kind of getting early and beating crowd and graphics. So we just everything was smooth getting in, start to finish. So um, I wanted to ask a quick question though. Uh, yep. Do you know what's going on with uh, Addison Gunn? I I can't ever keep up with the story with him. Uh, I'm not totally sure. I think he was hurt. Uh, I usually I'm usually at the the three media availabilities during the week, and reporters do ask Jonathan Smith and coaches about Addison Gums. Uh, I am not. Uh, I would not be the one to ask about that. There, there's a bunch of quality. If you can find one of the Beaver Beat reporters to to DM on Twitter, maybe they might have a better idea. But usually, when they disclose injuries and such, uh, it's usually a very vague response that you you get. I'm I'm really not sure. Oh man, yeah. Because going into USC, I know I've been talking to a lot of guys about that. I, I I'm a little bit optimistic. I definitely am. I think they. It's, Third time since pulling upside down at the Coliseum. And I think if you ask me, my prediction would be it's going to be an offensive shootout. I just, for some reason, I don't have the faith in the defense to always shut USC zone. But I just, today, Hawaii, even a little after due, I just have a lot of faith that offense will put some points on the board against USC. And if it's going to be a win, it's going to be probably one of them real touchdown after touchdown shootout. Yeah, so I agree. Pain, I think. I agree. And the way the way USC is kind of constructed under Clay Helton, they the 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 word thrown around is is soft, especially at the line of scrimmage and much why, you know, Oregon, you know, not to heap praise on the Ducks on a Beaver postgame call in show, but they're they're very dominant on the offensive and defensive line. That is a fact. What the rest of the conference lacks, especially USC and how that program is built. So I, I think uh in a perfect storm, the offense can definitely keep uh can score with USC. It's Maybe just two will get the ball last. We'll have to see. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, and I know it was the new the change of coaching and the fiasco. And sometimes, you know, I, sometimes I know that can be an issue, you know, that it, when one coach goes, the other one has to step in. And that can create a lot of fiasco. And, you know, I'm hoping that it probably might show up. It didn't look like it didn't show up against Washington State today. I was following the score. Washington State was up for a little while. And, and then out of nowhere, it looks like USC just kind of trucked him, came back and trucked him. But, you know, it's still going in, coming into conference. New, one coach has to go. You have to adjust to this new guy. It can get a little bit of a, a little bit wild at times. I've noticed from previous watching other college programs go through the same thing. And well, it should be interesting. We'll see. Yeah, I, I agree. It will be interesting. Uh, Ty, uh, we have another caller, so I'm going to let you go, but I appreciate you calling in and giving us your thoughts. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. All right. Paul's on the line. Paul, how are we doing? I'm doing fine. And I got a better count for you on what, who was at the stadium. Okay. Let's hear it. I was, I was sitting in section, uh, one 11 or one ten somewhere. I was 
between the 10 and the 15 yard line on the new side. All right. And I counted in my section, I counted three times. The most I ever counted was 160 in my section. Now I times that times 15 sections on the new side. Now I'm talking like below the upper deck, all the way down to the, uh, the aisle where, you know, the uh, concourse above the student section. That's 6,000 people just on the new side. All right? Uh-huh. And I'm, I'm telling the old side, there wasn't even a third of the people on the old side. So if, if, if there was 15,000 people there, I'd be really, they'd be really lucky. And after halftime, it looked like the game was, I, I had to leave because my wife had a dental appointment. So I went up 26th Street all the way to, to Monroe to catch the bus. And it looked just like the end of the game with all the people walking up 26th Street. Isn't that when it started raining, though, too? No, no, no. It didn't start raining until uh, till the third quarter started. I'm talking about at the end of the second half when I left. Oh, oh yeah. You know, it, it didn't really start raining until the third quarter was just starting. And then I think it only rained for 15 minutes. I mean, I, it was pretty dry most of the time. Yeah, I think they're saving <clears throat> it for later, uh, later tonight. They, they still have not yeah, listed yeah. the official attendance on the live stats page. So right now, it's a guessing game for all of us. Well, like they, 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 I heard the, the announced attendance was 26,000-something, just, just under the 27 last. That's the amount of tickets they sell. That people just haven't showed up. And I, I was just curious. Like I, the guy was walking past with a couple of beers. I said, how much they charge it for those DCs? He says, $11 a piece. Yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah, it's a lot. That's higher than last year. I'll tell you that. Well, yeah, they know they know that you you guys are rearing to come back, buy beer. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, anyway, I I had Dougie Dougie Blair gave me a ticket, and it was in you know that you know where the uh, handicap section is over on the it's it's the new part of the stadium, but it's right up against the old stadium there on the south end zone. There's a little tiny triangular section there, and if you sit, if you sit too far towards the the goal line, you can't see over the cement wall. You're completely blocked from the field, and they're Jeez. charging twenty eight dollars a ticket for those seats that are blocked. Huh? I mean, it's, I, I don't think I've been over to that section of the stadium, but I'll I mean, take your word for it. Yeah, well, it's it's crazy. I took a picture. That I can show you if I see it. If, if I go Text to the game in. tonight, I'll when show you, you the, the picture we'll, where, we'll look where they're it. charging twenty eight dollars a seat. Okay, but uh, I think the Beavers. You know what the Beavers really got to do today was they got to look at all these other players. They had eight running backs carry the ball, and they had, I think it was fifteen receivers catch passes. So yeah, yeah, and and a bunch and, of freshmen uh, got they, in at the end. I didn't keep track of all of them, but I know a lot of a lot of young guys got in at the end too. Oh yeah, and uh, and even uh, I think they got like six tight ends in the game. Uh, you know the the, the new guys. So, <clears throat> and and that keeps them coming back, man. When you keep everybody involved, it 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 certainly helps the morale of the team, and 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 it'll cut down on uh, on transfers, transfer portals. Yeah, but again, though, this might be the last game that you might get to do something like that this season. Well, I, yeah, but uh, what I'm saying is. 
they might be able to use one of those guys in a specific situation. When they look at this film, they say, oh, man, he's pretty good at that. When we call this particular play, we're going to put him in. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things to, you know, a lot of things to be excited about as far as the, as the young guys playing and, and getting to see what they can actually do under a game time situation. So I think there's a lot of positives from today. Absolutely. And a lot, a lot of, as much optimism as you could ask for after losing to Purdue and then, you know, come pretty, the offense looked good these last two weeks going into USC, a team in, you know, we'll call it, I know they won today, but we can say turmoil because they do not have a head coach. So that's, you know, you, you should be confident. Yeah, well, I, I don't think the coaching thing is going to make much difference. It's the athletes to play the game. Yeah, that's true. Well, Paul, appreciate you calling in. All right, man. See you tonight. Yep, sounds good. Hopefully it doesn't rain on us. That was Paul. That's good. Let's take one last break. Uh, I'll be in here for just a little bit longer. I have time for maybe one more call here on the Beaver Post Game Call and Show. Have your thoughts heard. University Honda text line, downward dog phone line, 541-497-5356. This is the Beaver Post Game Call and Show on 1240 Joe Radio. Last few minutes here on the Beaver postgame call-in show on 1240 Joe Radio. T.J. Matthewson here with you in studio. Dale Hummel helping me out with the phone lines. I have time for maybe one more call if you call in fast. Text line's pretty dry as well if you want to send in some last-second thoughts. Let's go over the Pac-12 scoreboard real quick here before we wrap up. Utah and San Diego State are tied at 10 in the second quarter. Oregon up 3-0 over Stony Brook. Halfway through the first quarter, Stanford and Vanderbilt tied at seven in the first quarter as well. Minnesota took down Colorado 30 zip. It's not a good look for the Buffs after taking Texas A&M to the wire last week. USC 45, Washington State 14. So you the Trojans ended the game on a 45 nothing run on the Palouse. Honeymoon is over in the Palouse for Nikola Rolovich. It seems with the fan base. Oregon State 42, Idaho nothing. Cal 42, Sac State 30. Washington 52, Arkansas State 3. Some Huskies fans can breathe a sigh of relief. Three more games left on the Pac 12 slate. Arizona hosts Northern Arizona. ASU goes to BYU. Top 25 matchup there in Provo at 715. 13th ranked UCLA. Hosts Fresno State at 745 at the Rose Bowl. Last chance to text or call in 541-497-5356 on the University Honda text line, downward dog phone line. TJ Matthewson, Dale Hummel here on the Beaver postgame call-in show. Well, last few thoughts on Oregon State. They look good, uh, as good as you would want them to look heading to the Coliseum and USC next week, who played some inspired football today on the Palouse. Their head coach, Clay Helton, fired last this week. Dante Williams takes over as interim head coach. They go down 14-0, score 42 straight points. They look like they're on a mission. Even with Keaton Slovis down, with their backup quarterback, Jackson Dart, they were able to take care of the Cougars 45-14. No Storgan State, who, you know, you would think, 
They might be able to score some points on USC next week. It might be whoever has the ball last. Jeff writes in, definitely optimistic about next week. Beefs won handily, a team they were supposed to beat. Ohio State barely beat a winless team today. Coaching matters. Great job on the postgame. Thank you, Jeff. Coaching does matter a lot. And the, the progression of Jonathan Smith here in year four, where you know you find you can take care of these teams like you're supposed to and get all your guys in and have a quarterback, a solidified quarterback, what Chance Nolan provided. Three touchdowns for Chance today, 14 of 19, 175 yards. Sam Vidlack, Sam Neuer also got in. Three combined completions for 15 yards. The Beavers on the ground today effective, 39 rushes, 248, three touchdowns. B.J. Baylor with two of those touchdowns, he now has seven on the season. 11 different Beavers caught a pass. Both tight ends each had three catches, an emphasis for this week, and maybe for next week when the Beavers go to USC. Looks like we're out of time. I want to thank Dale Hummel for helping me out on the phone lines. I got to get out to Crescent Valley High School. We will have high school football on here. Pre-game starts an hour from now with John Warren in the studio. I will be on site at Crescent Valley for the Corvallis confrontation between Corvallis High School and Crescent Valley High School. First time since 2019. The two teams are able to match up. So again, thanks to Dale Hummel. I'm TJ Matthewson. Thanks for calling in and giving us your thoughts on the Beaver post-game call-in show. I'll talk to you all next week after the U- one hour after the USC game here on 1240 Joe Radio.